Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use all the tools that are out there to help their business and themselves become as successful as possible. And today we're going to talk about something that's just a little bit different because we are, you know, we've talked about how to set up a business, how to do your marketing, all of those things. And kind of all of this wraps into what we're going to talk about today because some of that is actually physical things like your business card and you know all of those things and so this is going to be so much fun because we're actually going to talk about specifics so please join me in welcoming victor clark to our program today good morning deb how are you oh doing absolutely fabulous so let me tell folks just a little bit about you so victor began a 30 plus year career in sales and marketing with the xerox corporation following his graduation from the college of william and mary in virginia he sold copiers word processing systems computers print mail and graphic design in addition he advanced from a streetwise salesperson to the director of federal state local and education sales and then to the owner of his own company. He has been the owner of Clark Incorporated for over 20 years, evolving it from a dedicated print shop to an inbound and outbound marketing firm. Victor is a regular columnist for Lynchburg Business Magazine, a contributing author to Insiders Know, know How, Running Your Own Business, and a faculty member of Clash Flow Engineering. Clark Inc. serves up epic marketing truth for small businesses daily. They provide real solutions for real businesses. If you want the marketing pretty boys, they're not it. And I love that. I think that is so cute. So um, welcome again, Victor. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, this is going to be a lot of fun because I think you're probably the first guest that I've had that really is going to talk about the subject that, that we're talking about. Because, you know, we, we tend to get a little, shall we say, esoteric. <clears throat> we talk about you have to have good marketing, you have to have good branding, and you and I are going to talk about mm -hmm. that. But then we forget that there are actual physical things that businesses still need, like business cards, you know, like like knowing what your brand is and how you've developed it. And that's what I love is you have all these great resources and you're such an expert in this. I, I hope I can uh, uh, help uh, some folks grow their business this morning. I love it. Well, first, you know, you, you talked about in the, the intro how you got started, but I find it fascinating because going from a company like Xerox to opening your own firm must have been a huge leap. Um, why did you decide to make that change? Do you, would you like just a, a brutally honest answer that really doesn't have much really to things to do with business? <laughs> Is, sure. Is uh, we were living up in the Northern Virginia area. I don't okay. know how familiar uh, folks are, but uh, Alexandria is right across the Potomac okay. River. We can see sure. the nation's capital right across the river Perfect. from Alexandria. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm from. And mm -hmm. the traffic and the congestion. Oh. And, and I just said to my wife, I can't take it here anymore. And mm -hmm. uh, we happen to have a weekend house down in uh, southwestern Virginia, where, where we live now, called Smith Mountain Lake. Mm -hmm. And I said, one day, we are going to figure out how to live at Smith Mountain Lake full time and forget this DC Beltway traffic. 
Mm -hmm. And the opportunity to buy a printing company came up. And I really didn't know a daggone thing about it, but I was so desperate to get out of the traffic. So we bought it, we moved, and it's been the best thing I've ever done. I love it. You know, and, and it's interesting because just a couple weeks ago, I had a guest on the program who talked about how to move from your day job to your dream job. And one of the reasons that a lot of people make the change is the commute, the nine to five, you know, all those various mm -hmm. things. And and I love that you're actually, you know, somebody who has done that extremely successfully. Yeah, I'm, I feel like where we live, I'm on vacation every day. And it's mm -hmm. just... You know, instead of taking, you know, an hour to go five miles and, and go through all those red lights, I mean, I, I come to work, I, I probably go through two red lights and pass cows, goats, chickens, and uh, cornfields. It's a, it's a great community. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it is, you know, you, you are one of these people who did take that opportunity and took that leap. And, and um, you know, I'm sure, or I'm guessing, I'm assuming, hmm, maybe I'm just kind of <laughs> making a big leap here, that a lot of what you learned is what you are now teaching people. It, it is. Um, you know, I've done a variety of a variety of things, probably showing my age when you mentioned that I'd sold word processing systems. There might be some people listening that, that don't have an, a clue what a word processing system is. Right. Um, so, it, yeah, it's been a variety of sales types, a variety of products, um, you know, having to learn different sales styles and techniques from you know, selling copiers and, and even typewriters, mm -hmm. uh, word processors to the commercial market, and then a completely different way of selling to uh, the United States federal government Right. Uh, when I was selling um, computers, hardware, and software to them. So mm -hmm. I've managed to take uh, a lot of those things that I learned along the way and, and kind of throw it in the dryer and let it bounce around a little bit, and it kind of comes back out with some with some ideas that that we help our clients with that you had mentioned you know we serve up epic marketing truth to small businesses daily mm -hmm. um, we we tr try not to get caught up in the hype and the glitter and the shiny objects most of our clients don't have big budgets to create uh, snappy new taglines and spend money on you know slick new logos and colors mm -hmm. and, and those sort of things they just need to make some sales, you know, small right. businesses were living day to day to pay the, pay the bills. Mm -hmm. I got to sell something, help me sell something. So I say, mm -hmm. so that's kind of where we kind of with the, with the tagline that if you want the marketing pretty boys, we're not for you because we're right. not, we're not going to come up with any snappy, shiny things. We're going to take your existing marketing plans. We're going to tweak it and we're going to make your stuff work and start to generate it. some leads, quali qualified leads and sales for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I love that concept because I think so many times, especially if we're an entrepreneur, small business owner, um, you know, you know, things like that, we do kind of get caught up in the bright, shiny object category. And I say that as someone who teaches people how to use social media um, for, for business because that was really something and, and still is, you know, it's the bright, shiny object that, oh my gosh, I have to be on Facebook. I have to be on LinkedIn. I have to be on Snapchat. I and the problem is, you know, yes, they should be there, you know, and if it makes sense for their yeah. business, and there's always that caveat. But so many times they get caught up in the bright, shiny object that they forget that the the traditional methods, I almost said old, but not old, that the traditional methods 
of marketing still work really, really well, sometimes even better than they used to because, you know, direct mail would be a great example. You know, there was a time where you got so many pieces of junk mail that you paid attention to none of it. And now, because not a lot of companies use it, if you've developed a great campaign, it's really going to stand out. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because that that's exactly what what we've been um, saying to a lot of our clients is that um, you can still take this new shiny technology of the internet and web pages and social media and integrate it and use it with with your good old tried and true marketing like direct mail or TV ads or mm-hmm. radio ads. Uh, don't they should not operate in silos that never talk to each other. They should be integrated and work together. Um, right. So taking your example of direct mail, like you said, years ago, um, you know, there, there were only a few ways to communicate with, with people, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even 10, 12 years ago, you had direct mail, radio, TV, billboards, you know, magazines, right. newspapers. It really wasn't, was no such thing as digital world. Um, so that's mm-hmm. why you got so much mail. And a lot of that mail, people call it, junk mail, you know, whatever right. you want to call it, uh, direct mail. Um, a lot of that's uh, that material you got in the mailbox, it went right for the throat, right for the kill, trying mm-hmm. to close the deal right there. Um, now, as the world has changed and, you know, we have, we've moved from Gen Y to Gen X and now we have the millennials and, and people have just kind of different ways of looking at the world that, um, a lot of people don't really appreciate uh, being sold to before they're actually really ready to buy the product. You know, right. only probably two, one, two percent. I don't know. I might be making that number up, but it's not a whole lot of people out there are really mm-hmm. at the buying stage for your product. Right. So why not use direct mail to begin to nurture a relationship with that person? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, that they may eventually become a customer. And if you do it right, they may even self-select them out as that they are not a prospect at all and spend your right. money sending them mm-hmm. direct mail. And, and one of the ways to do it is to integrate, uh, in with your website, um, Make sure your website is is up to date. Um, it mm-hmm. has uh, good navigation. It's mobile friendly. Uh, it's got some content on it, good content um, that people are willing to um, give up an email address so that they can download it because uh, mm-hmm. people are going to protect their emails probably more than they protect right. their life. So it needs to be something good mm-hmm. that they're willing to download this content. And the content needs to mm-hmm. be educational and helpful, not salesy at all. Right. So then, so get that straight. Then all your other marketing, direct mails, example, send a postcard out mm-hmm. directing uh prospects back to that content on your web page for them right. to download it. Then you start to collect their email so you can kind of follow up on a drip email campaign, a, a way less expensive than, than a direct mail campaign. Email, mm-hmm. almost, you can look at it, it's almost virtually free if you just figure it's just fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, as you continue the drip drip uh, email campaign, they may, they may unsubscribe. They're not interested. Well, that tells you to take them mm-hmm. off your direct mail. Right. So mm-hmm. you, that's that's the way uh, of the future. I think of of, of getting um, the the good old fashioned marketing that people are comfortable and familiar with, and mm-hmm. tying it into this newfangled digital world that, unless you're under thirty years old, you may not really understand it very much. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Well, and you know the the newfangled technology, as as you put it, has made all of this so much easier. Mm-hmm. You know, back to to direct mail. You know, if we did a direct mail campaign, say ten years ago, you bought a list. It might have thirty thousand names on it. You know, you you obviously picked your parameters, but you couldn't get terribly specific. I mean, you know, you could do zip codes and and things like that, but you know, you it, there you really were pretty limited. And more importantly, because of how things were printed, you had to print gigantic runs. And so, you know, you might be sending out 50,000 simply because that was the only way that you could yeah. do it. And now you can get it down to maybe 5,000, 500, you know, something that is a much more manageable number. And and again, you're able to very specifically target neighborhoods. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody that was was saying, you know, they launched a new restaurant and they were able to just go to with their direct mail campaign to houses within a mile radius. Yeah, the, the post office has a great program called Every Door Direct Mail or EDDM. Right. And for a local mm-hmm. restaurant or a bar, a barber shop, or a, a nails, you know, manicure place. Um, that mm-hmm. that that's a great service for them to take advantage of. Is is every door direct mail from uh, the the post office to do that to mm-hmm. do it that way. You know, and and with computer technology now, you know, even the print the printing industry. You know, it used to be not long ago it was these these big old hulking you know twenty ton presses clamping out right sheets of paper and it just took forever mm-hmm. to get them set up and ready to run because I think the the hidden little secret in printing um, back in those days was that half your cost of, of printing was just in the setup and make ready right. of getting. So mm-hmm. that's why you needed to run, like you said, those 20, 30, 50,000 runs to mm-hmm. amortize those setup costs. Mm-hmm. So your price per piece became reasonable. But now with... Right. Um, Digital printing presses, you don't have all that making plates and setup and all mm-hmm. that. I mean, you you send the file electronically and you know you do a little tweaking. I'm not I'm not going to try to oversimplify this because it's really not. Right. You still need some professionals mm-hmm. in printing to understand this, but mm-hmm. it is a heck of a lot easier uh, to mm-hmm. get a digital press ready to roll and and that's why it's so much more economical for shorter runs. Uh, you can target more, and you know. And the other thing that that the computer world has brought into printing is variable data printing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you used to be able to have to have to do this fifty thousand runs, and you know, dear dear occupant, you'd address it to right. Dear, yeah, yeah, and now mm-hmm. and now you can you can address it directly, dear Deb, dear Victor, dear, mm-hmm. and, and personalize right. it. And man, you can really get sophisticated sometimes if if you have a good mm-hmm. database that. You can pull in images of, of let's say they're um, uh, car dealers trying to sell a car to to Deb. They'll pull in a picture of maybe a woman standing beside the car and then say, ah. "Dear Deb," but but mm-hmm. the same offer from the same dealer comes to me, but it's a man standing next to the car that says, "To Dear Victor." So you can really start mm-hmm. to get sophisticated in printing now using using computer technology. Right. You know, and, and again, this isn't something that, that, you know, you should try at home, um, but, and, and especially direct mail, because there are very specific rules that the post office has, oh. um, you know, and, and the, the last thing you want to do is, you know, spend even, you know, a, a minimal amount of money on a campaign that the post office goes, eh. yeah, uh, yeah. And we spent a good amount of time uh, fixing those things. And, um, you know, a little, little tip maybe is it's, not a bad idea that your printer and mailer should be the same uh, people. 
um, right. because a lot of times uh, a piece will get designed that doesn't meet the post office specifications, and man, there are there are some wacky specifications. Oh, I know. Uh, and they just throw your stuff uh -huh. away. I mean, they don't tell you it didn't work. It just goes in the right, trash. It, right. Yeah. They, they. It's just amazing. But, you know, we've learned sometimes you can kind of go back a different day to get a different person to get the post office to finally get the answer mm -hmm. you want, depending on, right. on who it is. So it's good to have the printer and the mailer be the same company, because if the design mm -hmm. comes in not to postal regulations, as the printer, we'll fix all those things. Mm -hmm. Then we'll take it over to the mailing equipment and get that done. And if and right. and it avoids finger pointing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, I didn't do it; they did it. You know, it, it all falls under one person. If you know, if something goes something goes wrong, something's <laughs> fixed. We're we take total and complete responsibility for it, and mm -hmm. and and we'll get it fixed. And and we do spend a, a, a fair amount of our time educating a lot of our customers about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, postage rates and how to get better, better discounts. And, mm -hmm. and then you can get into aspect ratios and reflectancy and white space. Oh. And it, it just, it, and even the, the EDDM we just talked about, you know, the post office, mm -hmm. you know, they make it, they kind of sell it like you can do it yourself. You still really need some professional help with that. Although it is a, it's still a good deal as far as postage rates goes, right. you still really should seek out some professional help when doing any mailer. Uh, mass mm -hmm. mailer where you want the discounted rates. Right. Well, and, you know, with, with pretty much any marketing collateral, you know, now I say this as a marketing person, so, you know, it is a little bit self-serving. Not a, not a lot of business owners actually know how to lay things out to make them look the way they want. And even if they do, that's not exactly the best use of their time. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you know, and, and that's kind of an ongoing theme that, that I have on the program is, you know, you should be selling your widgets, you should be doing your public speaking, you should be, you know, running your restaurant, whatever it is, and let the professionals do what the professionals are good at to make your time actually work better. Right. Yeah, exactly. Let um, uh, let let the professionals um, do the graphic design and, and lay it out. Um, you know, we need to sit down and do some brainstorming and hit some bullet points of, of what right. you want to see and the images you want to use into it. Um, but let let the professionals that that do this for a living know what works and what doesn't work. You know, font styles, colors, white space, the way your eye mm -hmm. moves across the page, and in in an you know an F or an E shape as you read uh, documents, and um, you know creating calls to action and the right mm -hmm. headlines. Um, you know, leave that leave that up to people to do that every day. I, I don't I don't right. do my own taxes because. I could, I guess, but I don't want to because I, I right. screwed up. Mm -hmm. Well, an example I use is, you know, I could probably watch some YouTube videos and figure out how to change my own oil, but then I have to go have somebody else fix it because I broke it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and the great thing is you've got a lot of resources on your website and I love your website. It's B better do more.com and you've got tons of great resources there and and a lot of it gets somebody started you know and into even thinking about this process and they might decide Ugh, i'm not going to do that at all but it, it really is a lot of great information yeah we've that we've tried to put a lot of a lot of resources up there uh to help you get started um hopefully mm -hmm. they'll answer a lot of the simple questions for you 
Uh, and you can solve some simple things yourself by reading through some of these ebooks and quick guides and checklists and we've, we've got up there. Um, but at some point, it's likely you're going to get to a project that's maybe just a little too big for you to take on by yourself. You really don't understand. And our hope is mm -hmm. if we helped you along to this point, we're, we're going to be your first choice to come back and hire us to help you with some bigger projects that you that you uh, really kind of over your head and really need some help on. Right. And and it's interesting that you say that because it is something that I tell people all the time is you've got to be that great resource, you know, and instead of buy from me, buy from me, buy from me, it's here's this great information, you know, and, and then you become that trusted resource. So then when they really do want to spend their money, you're top of mind because you didn't ask for money to start with. Yeah, it's it's all about being using your website and, and all your marketing collateral, whatever it is, is, is to be helpful, not salesy. And Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, a lot of the small businesses we run into, you kind of pull up their website and really all it is, is just a electronic version of their printed brochure that just says, uh, buy from me. You know, I, mm -hmm. I always remember probably my, the number one sales experience I had in all those years is ask yourself, what is, what is your customer's favorite radio station? You know, W I I F M what's in it mm -hmm. for me. And if mm -hmm. you think about it that way, as you as you create your marketing materials and collateral, keep that in mind that it's not about you; it's about them. Um, right. And uh, you know, a lot of folks will say, "Well, man, I don't even know where to begin to create helpful, useful content on my website." I mean, that's just that just seems daunting to me, overwhelming. I don't have the time for that. And what we recommend is is sit down every night when you get home and think about the the top five questions a customer has asked you during the day and answer it. Mm -hmm. Put it up on your webpage as a fact. You know, mm -hmm. a matter of a month or so, you're going to have a hundred facts up there of just general questions that customers are asking you. You as the expert in your business, you probably think, everybody knows that. Well, no, right. they, they really don't because they're not in your right. business. You just, you're assuming things. So, so mm -hmm. take those questions they ask you, answer them and post them on your webpage. And that, mm -hmm. that's a and quick, online quick, and online yeah. and and yeah. social media post them up on mm -hmm. all the social media sites you're on. That is a quick and easy way to start to become a helpful business. Right. You know, and there are no unique questions. You know, if if one person is curious about it, other people are too. So why not give them that information? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and again, we're not talking about about giving away the farm. We're talking about giving them enough so that you are that trusted resource, but it, it, you also have to do it in a way so that it doesn't come across as, well, I'm going to tell you just a little bit. And if you want to know the whole story, you have to come back to me. No, that's not right either. Right. You know? Yeah. You, um, yeah. You definitely want to tell them a little bit. You know, you know, I'm sure Kentucky Fried Chicken doesn't want to give away their, all the, all their recipe, you know, their finger licking mm -hmm. spices. Um, but, right. but sometimes I wonder if, if they really did post it up there, would somebody really even know how to do what to do with that? Mm -hmm. they, right. they probably well, couldn't recreate that or, oh. or Ms. Fields cookies, I think recipe mm -hmm. somehow ended up out on the web one time Help. and you know, you can have it, but if you really don't understand what you're doing, I don't, I don't think you can, you can mm -hmm. recreate it unless you know what you're doing. You, you could mm -hmm. almost give away the keys to the kingdom and people wouldn't know what to do with it when they got it. Kind of like the dog right. that finally caught the car and then didn't want to know what to yeah, do with it. Like, what the heck? What do I yeah, do what with do this I do car? With it now? Well, and it comes back to, you know, you might know how to do it, but that isn't the best use of mm -hmm. your time. 
yeah, you need to spend, yeah, definitely need to spend your time on the things that you know about running your business and, and sub out the marketing, the accounting, you know, financial planning to people that that's mm -hmm. what they do as a business. Right. You know, and that is a hard pill for an entrepreneur and a small business owner to swallow because they're writing checks to somebody else. <laughs> but, you know, again, do you want to have to to do it either halfway or not well, and then you have to get it fixed? You know, all of these various things, it's better to do it right to start with, even if it costs you a little bit more. You know, I, I still remember this was, you know, many years ago, I worked for the American Cancer Society. And we typically would get printing donated, you know, and, and I mean, that was just, just what we did. And, and, um, and we had, you know, printers that always wanted to help us. I mean, the American Cancer Society is a great organization and, but there was that fine line that we had to walk because if it looked really, really good, our donors would say, is that where you're spending our money? But if it looked like you put it in the copy machine, you know, a little bit crooked, mm -hmm. so you went, you know, to the other extreme, then they went, well, why should I donate to you? You can't even get something printed well. So, you know, it, it really was a matter of, you know, we, we knew that we had to select the right person to do the job as, you know, and, and have them do it. And, and, you know, it's that way with everything. You need to select the right organization to work with you. Yeah, it's funny you should say that. We work with a couple nonprofits and they, they all pretty much to an organization kind of have to walk the same fine line with that dilemma of, you know, we need it mm -hmm. to look nice, but we don't want it to look so nice that anything right. we're spending mm -hmm. a lot of money. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we work with some nonprofits, but there are, there are other organizations out there that just strictly focus on nonprofits and, right. and, um, you know, some, a, a big one, like, like cancer society that probably mm -hmm. useful to go find one of those firms that, that, that understands that fine line you work on that, that mm -hmm. has a, the budget that you need to, to get something created. So, right. yeah, that's, that, that, that's funny you say that. Yeah. Cause we run yeah. into that too. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it is about creating that right look, you know, how many times have we gone to somebody's website or, you know, picked up, a, a, you know, whether it's a direct mail piece, brochure, things like that. And they did it themselves, you know, especially when you're just starting out. And you look at, you know, oh, there's typos or the color isn't good. You know, we all, uh, you know, we all are budget conscious. Mm -hmm. And so we like the, the big online printing firms. I'm not going to use any names mm -hmm. that, you know, for $9, we'll print all of our business cards. Well, that's great, but they might not come out the right color. Um, you know, all sorts of things like that. And so uh, then the impression is if you don't care enough about the quality of your own work, what are you going to care about with what you're doing for me? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Your printed materials and your web page, or you know, are are there? There, that's your first impression. That's the first time people mm -hmm. run into you. And yeah, I think typos is obviously a big turnoff. Um, you know, poor grammar uh, is, right. is a big turnoff. Um, you know, you mentioned about online printers. I, they they serve a purpose and they do the right things, but do you really want to hand out business cards that has that online printer's logo and advertisement on the back of that? Right. Yeah, because that's why you get them so cheap, yeah. folks. You're advertising. You're for advertising them. for them. Yeah, and you're yeah paying for their advertising if you if you didn't get them for free. Um, mm -hmm. And you know sometimes, and, and I'm not I'm I'm not bashing online printers, but just kind of keeping mind mind that, you know, if, if, it, if it's good enough, it's good enough, it works for you. But if color is critical for you, um, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes online printers will gang up your jobs with other people 
and the right, colors right because it helps them save right. money. Right, and that, that's, that's how they, they do they, it. That's this. how they do it, and, mm-hmm. and they, a lot of them do a great job. And we work with some of them too. They do they do a good job. But if there's mm-hmm. things that are that are like color critical, um, and the colors need to match every time you get it printed, then an online mm-hmm. printer is probably not the best choice for you because I can almost guarantee you that the colors will never match and you'll never be satisfied. You know, Coca Cola right. red. That is Coca-Cola red, and there's only mm-hmm. one way to get that, and that's that's you can't do that by mixing jobs mm-hmm. together. Right. <coughs> I remember we used to call it IBM blue. Uh-huh. IBM know? blue, yeah. Yeah, you know, there were very specific colors, and, and it's funny because you did associate those colors with that brand. Yeah, and, and you know, when you're a business, you know, it's, it's pretty serious to think about, you know, what color you want your corporate to be. I mean, IBM that blue blue because it, it really rep- it's kind of buttoned up professionalism and that's why it's IBM blue and a lot of businesses copy you know because IBM mm-hmm. was successful obviously and that, right. that color just kind of is just very stately and very professional and then mm-hmm. you know and there's 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 a psychology to colors you know our, our corporate color is orange because you know mm-hmm. we're not the pretty boys but but we right. don't take ourselves so seriously that we have a wall and I love me wall full of plaques around here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, orange is kind of fun and, and you're having a good time. Purple's very regal and royal. So, you know, you need to think about those kind of things um, when you're designing stuff. Uh, yellow mm-hmm. is kind of tough sometimes, um, particularly if uh, your clientele is an aging pop- population. You know, the color yellow is the first color to go in your eyes as you get older. Mm-hmm. And uh, older folks have a hard time seeing the color yellow. So mm-hmm. that's when it's helpful to bring in a professional to help you pick some colors out and, and the typography, the fonts. You know, we've seen right. printed pieces that's just fontorama. They just went oh, I know. on every, used mm-hmm. every font. And, you know, we've seen some designers that, that use, have a graphic design program and they've clicked on every bell and whistle and button and feature mm-hmm. in that in that software program and they design a piece that is literally unprintable because it's just mm-hmm. too it's just too much color saturation it's, you know, it's right. just all kinds of things so uh, mm-hmm. a clean simple basic design but be consistent with it is is the mm-hmm. best is the best way to get to get some and get the right image for your business and that's actually one of the ebooks of yours that I downloaded, and that was building your small business style mm-hmm. guide because it talks about you know font, color, things like that, and you know and and it was a it's a quick little read, but it really does make you think. Oh, okay, well this is why I want to do this, and and this is why I want to do that, and and designers you know that they know the colors, they know the fonts that work best, and and you know hello there is a reason why white space is there your eye and your brain need to rest and and if you're you know seeing how much you can cover in one <laughs> space you know that's not really going to do yeah and the other the other thing we spend a little time on and that is also how colors can vary depending on the technology you're using to print from um, right. You know, it used to be in the old days, you walk into uh, Best Buy uh, and look at the computer screens and they were all just a slight shade different. So mm-hmm. that's that's uh, sorry, the TV screens, but a slight shade right. different. And then think of that as your computer screen on your desk. You know, you mm-hmm. see that color on your screen. That may not be necessarily the color that comes off the printing press because mm-hmm. everybody's monitor is calibrated differently. So professional mm-hmm. designers 
will have their monitors calibrated to the printing press that that job is coming off of. It, it's oh. not going to be it's not going to be an exact match because it's impossible right. because mm -hmm. because a, a computer monitor colors are displayed in RGB RGB red green blue they're backlit. Mm -hmm. A printing press prints colors in CMYK, cyan, magenta, right. yellow, and black, and that's reflective light. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's going to affect what it looks like. So you need to find somebody who has, has a little sense of color calibration on their monitors. That It's going to be a close mm -hmm. match to the press. Um, and even between the type of printing press, whether it's a good old-fashioned offset press or, or the new mm -hmm. digital presses, those are going to look slightly different too, because it's just two different technologies uh, being used uh, to create to create those colors. So, as a mm -hmm. designer, you you kind of need to keep in mind, you know, when you're working with a printer, you know, how are you on color calibration? What type of machine is this coming off of? Is this going to be run offset? Is this going to be run digital? So that when you're designing, you kind of got to keep those those things in mind in your mind in the back back of your mind. If that mm -hmm. seems to be overwhelming to you, it's probably helpful to go to maybe the designer that's on staff at that printing company uh, right. who really knows their equipment. And if they've got a question, they just get up from their chair, walk through the doors in the back and ask the pressman, hey, what is this going to look like? Mm -hmm. And then, right. then you can start to get the, um, the, the the images that you want. It's just not it's not as simple as. As some people think is you just throw a stack of paper in the copy machine and push the green start button and walk away and come back and everything's beautiful. It's, mm -hmm. it's not quite that simple. Right. Well, and I always tell people use the same printer for yes. the same reason. Yes. You know, the, the worst thing would be if you, you know, ran, say your brochure and business cards from two different places. You got good quotes from two different places. You went with that. I mean, you know, and again, we know business owners are, you know, they're very budget conscious, but then if those two pieces are next to each other and there's clearly a difference, you know, again, the, the question comes up, well, if they don't care about that, what's the quality of their work going to be? Yeah. Like? And, and you make a, you make a, a real good um, uh, point there that using the same printer for the same project, because one of the things is you can have the exact same printing press uh, at two different shops and they will re react differently. Um, you know, both two companies can have a Heidelberg Speedmaster, right. you know, Whamma Jamma 74, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. but the, the weather, temperature, humidity, right. um, mm -hmm. uh, the water, where it's coming from that runs through the press, mm -hmm. uh, by the way, oil and water do mix. Otherwise printing doesn't work. Your, 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 right. your that's, chemistry, that's your chemistry like professor mm -hmm. lied to you. Um, yes. oil and water do mix. Um, and I used to joke that, that our printing press operators were, were one part artist, one part physicist, one part chemist, one part brain surgeon, because mm -hmm. they had to have the artist eye to imagine a white sheet mm -hmm. of paper on the back end of the press, what it was going to look like on the front end of the press when it came out. Right. They had to be a physicist because they had to get the pressure settings on the rollers right consistently mm -hmm. all the way through. They had to be a chemist because they had to make that oil and uh, ink is oil based. So they had to make that ink and water mix, oil and water mix. Mm -hmm. And brain surgeon, because they're working within two one thousandths of an inch tolerances to lay those mm -hmm. colors down. And if you're at a tolerance, that's where you kind of get that that uh, that fuzzy print you see sometimes mm -hmm. that makes you right. dizzy to look at. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. So you, you really take some talented people to uh, to get that piece to come out right for you. Mm hmm. You know, and and 
it's funny because we're talking about things like business cards and things. And I have people who have told me, oh, I don't even have business cards anymore. I'm like, mm, you know, there are some things that I think you still need for business and business cards are one of those. I mean, you know, how many times have we gone to a networking event and everybody's handing out their business card and somebody goes, I ran out. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to go find a piece of paper and write their information down. I can never figure out how to make my phone do the thing where it sends their information to my phone. I want that business card. Um, you know, and, and I want to take a note on it. I want to write on there, need, you know, follow up with this person on X date. You know, so for the people who think business cards are a thing of the past, rethink that. Now, again, it depends on your industry, but I'm guessing that still almost every industry needs business cards. I, I would agree. I, I would think you need some business cards and, you know, and, and you you can do some cool looking eye catching business cards. You know, it's right. it, it's it's another one of those first impressions. Uh, mm -hmm. if you hand out a business card that, you know, you ran off on your desktop laser printer and they were perforated sheets and you just kind of tore them apart, you know, right. The, the Avery, <laughs> the Avery ones. label I stuff. Love yeah. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mm -hmm. look very professional, but, um, you know, you can print some, some really nice looking business cards. In fact, I saw one the other day and I said, man, can I steal this idea? It was, it was a real thick card. Uh, mm -hmm. and they used uh, letterpress technology and, Letterpress oh. is where you, it's actually a stamping action. Right. They're, they're pressing. Yeah, they're, you're pressing. You're actually mm -hmm. taking lead type and pressing like a stamp into the Ooh. into the sheet. And Is, is that debossing? Uh, sort, sort of right. like that. Because embossing is erased, uh, right? Em, okay. em, embossing is where it comes out at you. Debossing is where it goes right. in. Yeah. So okay. sort of like em, yeah, embossing, but it's letterpress, and it and a letterpress mm -hmm. gives you this really cool kind of look that these that um, a modern printing press doesn't have because letterpress goes back to like the you know the 1800s, right? Um, Those and it, monks, yeah, and it now. was just the coolest looking business card around. Really heavy white stock. It was very simple. It was mm -hmm. only two colors. It was his logo, but printed on that letterpress with that embossed look, it, and it really made a, a great first impression for him. Cool, you know, and and. I, I'm never sure what to think about the people who do the unusual size business cards. You know, it's it's great that they're being creative, but if it doesn't fit right. in my, you know, cute little business card holder, then it goes right. In the trash. Or if there's some people have the little reader where you slide it through and scans your card mm -hmm. in and puts it in your right. And they go, yeah, ah, yeah, because yeah, it's too I, big. Yeah, so I don't, mm -hmm. I don't really know about the odd size or the die cut. And some um, sometimes people do them um, portrait rather than landscape, and it just. I don't know. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're trained. It's kind of like when we read, you know, we're trained what we're looking for in a business card. Um, you know, and, and then the other thing, and, and oh, I made this mistake myself was I, when I had some business cards printed, I got gloss on both mm -hmm. sides. They looked really, really pretty, but you couldn't, couldn't write, write on them. them. Yeah. And, you know, and, and again, that's one of the things when I get somebody's business card, I might take a quick note on it because, you know, maybe I'm somewhere I'm, you know, meeting five, 10, you know, 30, 50 people. I don't remember everything. And so, you know, if I can write a quick note on the card, I'm going to do yeah. that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, we, it helps to have an at least, you know, you can get paper that's coated on the front and uncoated on the back. At least do that. So you've got, a, so you've got an uncoated side that you, that you can write on. Right. Well, you know, we've been talking a lot about how the business owner does this, but you know, one of the things I always ask my guests is to to tell me things they want to talk about. And I love the first thing that you suggested. You suggested small business marketing is from Mars, small business customers are from Venus. Mm -hmm. 
Tell me more about that because I tell you that just really intrigued me. Well, I, I think uh, a lot of small business owners are just not really changing with the times of, um, mm -hmm. you know, keeping up with with the way people purchase products now. You know, I run into a lot of businesses and they're like, oh, I don't need a website or oh, I did a website a couple years. I'm only going to have a Facebook yeah, page. I have a <laughs> Facebook page. Or, I, I did a website five years ago and it, it's good. Right. And, and I think and I asked them, I said, well. When you go to purchase a product, what is the what is probably the first thing you do when you go to purchase a product? Oh, I Google it. I said, and mm -hmm. you don't think your customers are doing the same to your business? And they get and they go uh, and they get uh, this uh, uh, right. They get this look on their face like, oh mm -hmm. no. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I said, and, and I said, I, I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. And and you know what? When they get to your page and it sucks, what do you think they're doing? Mm -hmm. They're they're right. clicking off immediately and never mm -hmm. coming back to you. And the scary right. part of this is you don't know anything about it. They mm -hmm. are you lost them before you right. ever they even started. They are silently searching you out on the internet and you don't know anything about it. So you know the um, you know a web page is kind of becoming what what the what the window of storefront in down you know downtown shopping areas used to be. Everybody put their products out mm -hmm. in the storefront on the on Main Street, and you'd see look through the window and see what's in there. That's what your web page mm -hmm. is now. That's that's right. how people are finding out about you, and a lot of business mm -hmm. are are just not um, taking advantage of that uh, and sharing their products out uh, for people to see. Um, you know, the other statistic I, I, I share with our customers is that, you know, um, buyers are about, uh, depending on who you'd listen to, 57 to 60 some percent down the buying path before they'll ever reach out and talk to you. They right. are silently searching you out. They are, mm -hmm. they are doing re their own research on, mm -hmm. on the web and they're, they're not, they don't want to talk to salespeople anymore. Right. They're, they're, they're finding your product you sell and, and they're looking at your website and you're looking at your competitor's website. So the, the more mm -hmm. helpful your website can be to help them mm -hmm. do the DIY research, um, the better your position. And there's going to come to a point where they just exhaust all self-help resources and they're going to say, mm -hmm. oh, God, I got to talk to a human being. Mm -hmm. And hopefully because you've been the one that helped them to that point, you're going to be the business uh, that, that, uh, that they're going to call and, and try to get to get those answers right. to. Or they might already have the answers. You know, they've they've done all their research and they know that, you know, this is this is the product they want, this is the color, the size, the, you know, the the whatever it is that they're buying. And they've researched pricing, they've researched I mean, there are some people that, you know, just research the living daylights out of stuff. And by by the time they make that contact, it is not quite a done deal because you can still do things to blow that mm -hmm. deal. You know, it, say, for example, that you go to the website and there's no way to actually place your order or, you know, right. no place to call. Um, I sent an email. I'm, you know, was looking for uh, something online the other day and I sent an email asking for clarification. They never got back to me. You know, now I won't use yeah, that yeah, I simply say, what because it, they never bothered to respond. Yeah. It's like, now, I don't care how highly rated the product is, any of that, the fact that they couldn't respond. And I also tell people the same thing with social media. You know, if, if you ask, uh, if you are a business and you are asked a question on Facebook, Twitter, wherever, and you ignore it, it really is like ignoring an email, ignoring a phone call. 
because you're not unique. I hate to break it to you. You know, whoever you are out there, whatever, you are not unique. And somebody can always go somewhere else. And they may even pay more, you know, just to get what they want because somebody else responds yeah, to it. Yeah, and you know, um, a couple of years ago, Google did a study called Zero Moment of Truth, ZMOT, Z-M-O-T. Mm-hmm. And they talked about all the research people did online. And, and I think they were, uh, folks were going to like 11, 12 different sources for mm-hmm. information before they ever make that buying decision. But when right. they do, it's the zero moment of truth. It's you want yep. that to be you when you, mm-hmm. I want it I want now. It, yes. I want, when they finally decide to pull that trigger, I want it now. And, and if mm-hmm. you, if your website's difficult to order from, um, you know, if you're selling if you're like a retailer or something, you're selling retail products online and there's too many hoops to jump through and too many pages, uh, they're not going to buy even worse. This is, and this is the other thing that, that still amazes me that first thing that amazes me is businesses either one don't have a website or two have a website that's years old and they haven't touched it and it's just electronic brochure. But even mm-hmm. if they do have an up, uh, a little more updated website, it's not mobile friendly. Right. Meaning that the web that it will resize according to the device it's being you're, it's being viewed on. You know, a, mm-hmm. you know, you can design a web page to display on a desktop monitor, uh, a tablet, or or a phone screen. And mm-hmm. most people are viewing on a mobile device, like an like a right. tablet or or a telephone mm-hmm. uh, or a cell mm-hmm. phone. A, a telephone? Did I just date myself? Uh, oh dear! Oh dear! A cell phone. <laughs> Um, and if your website does not display properly, it's, it's, you got to pinch and squeeze and swipe left and swipe right and up and down, man, they're going to leave you so fast mm-hmm. right? and go on to another one that's easier to use. So you got to have a website mm-hmm. and it's got to be mobile optimized. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's easy to do that, you know, anymore, you know, depending on how your website is designed. Now that's where if you if you've been the do it yourselfer, you may have trouble. Now if you've used WordPress, yes, there are templates that do it for you and and all of those things. But double check it, folks. You know, check it on your own uh, devices, check it on somebody else's devices, all these things because the really important thing to remember is that if it is not mobile friendly, Google does not exactly. like it. Exactly. And and it's funny we talk about Google like it's a person, but you know what it does is is if somebody searches for your business, you know whatever industry field, you know product, whatever it is, if your site is not mobile friendly, you don't show up in yeah, the search. You, yeah, you know, you know, Google just goes. Ah. Yep, you get pushed way down. And Google has has a a, a resource you can go to um, mm-hmm. that you can go. I forget what it, it's Google slash mobile friendly. I think is the web page. I think, I think so. And yeah, you can type in your web page. And mm-hmm. um, and see what it says, and you know, and I, we've gotten some business. I, there's a couple of prospects I was searching out, and I went and typed their their web page address in there, and it came back not mobile mm-hmm. friendly. And I called and said, "Hey, you need some help." Yeah, and, did you and know? And we got a customer mm-hmm. that way. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. want to let you know we can help you fix this, and we got a couple of customers that way. Right. You know, and we all want to be found on Google. You know, and and so if your website isn't making it easy. You know, again, there's business walking out the door. Yeah, yeah. and it's, and again, the scary part is you don't know they've left you. They're, they're, it's just mm-hmm. it's silent. You you don't know. Right. Um, you mm-hmm. know, ask people, have you noticed your phone doesn't ring as much anymore? They're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's because they don't need to call you and ask you for questions. They can right. find out. Yeah. They don't need you. They can call and find mm-hmm. out the answers on their own on the internet. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, and, and the tricky thing is they're also doing that 24-7. Uh-huh. You know, long gone are the days when you had hours. Now, obviously, if you're a retail business, yes, you have hours. But that doesn't mean that people aren't still researching. You know, maybe I want to go out to dinner and so at 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm you know, researching 10 in the evening, I'm researching places where I might go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm looking on Yelp, I'm looking at your website, you know, all these various things. So, you know, just because you're not open doesn't mean people aren't looking at your information. Correct. That, that's correct. Yeah, you should, you should be able to build a website that, that is just, it, it should be just like a salesperson for you that works 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 a year, and never calls in sick. Uh, mm-hmm. That your website should be, should be a lead, qualified lead generating machine if you set it up right. Right. You know, and, and of course, the, th- the good part about that is it, it's a heck of a lot less expensive than hiring more salespeople. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's something else we've talked a little bit about now is, um, uh, with our customers is, you know, most small businesses when, you know, they, when sales are bad, the first thing they think of is I got to hire another salesperson. I got to get some more business. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I don't, I think you need to rethink this because mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily as, as uh, true confessions of a salesperson for me, 30 plus years, I hate to prospect. Um, <laughs> and I don't think many other salespeople would disagree with me. What I want mm-hmm. is qualified leads for me to go close. So right. rather than small business owner, you need more business. You don't need more salespeople. You need more qualified leads for your existing salespeople to follow up with. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, don't hire a salesperson thinking they're going to come in. They're they're just going to instantly, you know, become um, you know hunting tigers out there, just just dragging things in business all day long. They're not. Mm-hmm. Um, focus right. on updating your prospecting systems, your website, and qu- getting those qualified leads to to your salespeople where they can use their skills that they're really good at. You know, of of, mm-hmm. of uh, objection handling and explaining products and and uh, empathy and and teaching people about the products and closing those kind of things. That's what you need mm-hmm. salespeople for. Right. And again, you're wanting them to help, not help, sell. Help, not sell. Exactly. Yeah. The best salespeople. Help don't sell. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there are still some of the uh, cliched, you know, used car salespeople out there that that don't help my mm-hmm. profession sometimes. Right. You know, and and it's funny because we we do use the the terms used car salesman or you know snake oil mm-hmm. salesman and. You know, and how many times have we come across that? And it doesn't matter where it is. You know, they they're so caught up in the upsell that you turn around and walk off. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you've done what we've talked about, where you have done all your due diligence and you know, I want X. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I bought a new Microsoft Surface, um, which is you know, for those who who aren't familiar with it, it's kind of a combination of a laptop and a tablet. It's put out by Microsoft. It's oh, it's this fancy toy. Oh my, it's it's a fun toy. And you know, I had researched it, knew what I wanted, went into Best Buy, told the guy this is what I want from your your sales thing, and he said we don't have that. And I said, but 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 your own website because you know it will say okay. what their inventory is. And I said, now I understand. You know, if it if it had said there was one, it's easy for the inventory to be off. I said, but it said there were several. Now he successfully though upsold me on something else, but you know, and, and it, it was a $20 difference. I mean, so it really wasn't a huge thing. And, but he did, he looked in his inventory and he said, yes, we do have it. My mistake. Um, he said, you know, but he said, here are the differences between the two. I just want to make sure that you're getting the most out of your money. So it wasn't that he upsold me a lot. 
It was just a couple extra features that he really, and it was that he was being helpful. He wasn't selling me those features. It was, you know, here's the difference between, and you know, I knew he was upselling me. I I'd done my research. I knew what the, the final pricing was on all of it. And, and it really was, it was about a $20 difference. So not a huge deal, but it really was a huge difference in the features, but because he, he did it as a, from a helpful position, I didn't turn around and walk yeah, off. If, yeah, people um, people hate to be sold to, but they love to buy. So right. if you can educate somebody in the difference in a product, and you and and here's the differences, and and here cost justified, you know, at paying twenty dollars more, you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're being sold to. He was he was helping right. you make make, he make a buying to say buying decision. Mm-hmm. And he certainly didn't say, oh, you don't want to buy that other version. Because, I mean, you know, they were they were virtually the same. It yeah. was, you know, really pretty close. Um, you know, and, and now if I'd been between two different types of products, you know, like a Hewlett Packard and a Microsoft, you know, that that could have been very different. But because he was so helpful, I, uh, you know, I changed. Now, he would have been just as happy if I had bought the other one. You know, I don't think that, you know, his commission wouldn't have yeah. varied that much. Uh-huh. So it didn't really matter. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great example of where it's uh, a good salesperson is helpful, educates you, is and has some empathy. Little, uh, mm-hmm. um, is not trying to, um, you know, take something from you, but is trying to give something to you to help you make an informed decision. Right, and more importantly, he didn't talk down to mm-hmm. me. He didn't make me feel like I was an idiot because I didn't understand the technology. I mean, you know, that that comes back to the used car salesman. You know, many years ago, I went to go buy a car and, you know, I had my husband with me. They We made it very clear to all of the salespeople, it was my mm-hmm. car. Do you think they'd talk no, to me? No, I can hear. I can hear what you're getting ready to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and, and my husband even said, you need to, to address your questions to her. It's her car. She's the one driving it. And several of them, one threw a brochure at me. It was like, oh, okay, we're walking out of here now. Um, you know, and, and various things. But the one who, who said, you know, ma'am, and acted like my husband didn't exist, he was the one who got our yeah, sale. Yeah, he, li- he listened. And that's a lot right. of, and that, that's sort of, you know, I guess we're kind of segueing into selling here, but I mean, it's all saying, you know, good salespeople have t- have two ears and one mouth and use them proportionally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a good, a good right. salesperson is, is a good listener and here's what you have to say mm-hmm. instead of trying to think ahead of, you know, most people don't listen. They're just thinking ahead of what they're going to say next. Right, right. You know, or they they don't even think because they've got their script. Yeah. Even worse. And you can tell when yep. somebody's on a script. Oh, man, when I call oh. for, you know, help mm-hmm. with with. My, oh, and I love to get them TV off. And, oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 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 Well, Victor, we've got about five minutes left. And, and I wanted to talk about the fact that you have, were a contributing author in a book that recently came out. It's called Insider's Know How Running Your Own Business the Thought Leaders Edition. So tell us about that book. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, several different authors in here, about a dozen or so, and um, mm-hmm. they are from literally all over the world. Uh, this was uh, uh, published by a company out of Australia. Um, ah. So you've got all kinds of, of views on business from sales and marketing to um, how to generate referrals, um, mm-hmm. human resources, um, you know, finance, um, accounting, all those, all those kind of things. Just a compilation of a, a lot of uh, their business owners, practical sense, not coming from an esoteric 30,000 uh, foot level. 
you know, mm-hmm. and people like myself is that, you know, I'm, I'm down here in the trenches every day. I don't, I don't have a glass corner office, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to, trying to, you know, get by every day. And that's what all those authors were in there. So I think, I think it's some, just some great grounded, basic information that a lot of mm-hmm. business owners um, w- would enjoy reading. Perfect. And of course it can be found on Amazon. Correct. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> that. Correct. Yes. Yes, yes. Where do we find it? Where do we find it? What What is your chapter about? Uh, a lot of what we were just talking about was, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, buyers are from Mars. Uh, business owners are from Mars. Buyers are, are from Venus. Um, about mm-hmm. about cham- consumer buying behaviors are changing. Is your marketing mm-hmm. changing with these new behaviors? Um, mm-hmm. You know, first paragraph, sometimes small business owners are the last people to pick them on changes in consumer buying behavior until it impacts their bottom line. Uh, mm-hmm. And small businesses, is uh, this is harder to discern sometimes than big businesses, but there are plenty of signs for anyone who wants to look, wants to look at them. And one of the first thing mm-hmm. is we talked about is how salespeople once controlled the sales process <clears throat> and they do not anymore. Um, the customer controls the sales process now and you better get used to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Victor, we've got just a couple minutes left, so be sure to tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Uh, please visit our webpage uh, at Be Better. It's four words put together. The first word is B, B-E. Second word is better, do more.com, be better, do more.com. Uh, we've got lots uh, of uh, great resources up there. Uh, you're welcome to download ebooks, checklists, uh, quick guides. Uh, you can catch us on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Cool, cool. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask because you're based in Lynchburg, Virginia, and you know, and, and one of the primary things you do is printing. Mm-hmm. Do you have to be in Lynchburg, or are, are do you print for people around the United States, around the world? Do not. You do not have to be in Lynchburg. We can print and design for anybody anywhere. Uh, the the cool. uh, internet and uh, Federal Express are great things. I love it. I love it. And of course, I see this button here that says file upload on your website. Mm-hmm. So that's clearly, you know, the, the way that you communicate with right. folks. I love it. Well, you know, this really has been fabulous. And I love the fact that, you know, we haven't really talked on my program about things like business cards and, and basic marketing. And and it's, you know, as I mentioned, it's not old it's traditional. It's stuff that worked and stuff that still works. So, you know, don't, yeah, we, we throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, you know, direct mail still works. All of these various things still work. You just have to do it in a way that makes yeah, sense. Take your traditional things and just, just modernize it a little bit. And, and it, and, and it works better now than it ever did in the old days. Right. Perfect. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Victor Clark um, about printing, about business cards, about how to be a better business person. Um, Again, he can be found at BeBetterDoMore.com. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.